Hello and welcome to Parley, the Hindu's weekly discussion podcast. I'm PJ George, your host for this week. Online payments company Paytm recently announced that it was building a mini app store which would empower Indian developers. This move came days after Paytm was removed from Google's Play Store over apparent violation of its policies. Though it was reinstated later, Paytm along with several other Indian internet startups alleged that Google is using its market dominance to arbitrarily enforce policies and target competitors. Google also announced that it will be starting enforcing a 30% commission on all payments through apps from its Play Store. Though the implementation of this plan has since been postponed to next year, it has caused much heartburn in the Indian startup environment. There is discontent brewing against tech giants in their home country as well, with a similar tussle going on between Apple and some game developers in the US, and the US government readying an antitrust lawsuit against Google. Here to discuss whether the Indian startup ecosystem is really ready to take on the giants on whom they are dependent on for crucial infrastructure are Professor Tilay Rajan of the Department of Management Studies, IIT Madras, who is also the founder of the YNOS Venture Engine, and Jaydevan PK, who co-founded Factor Daily and is now a tech columnist and works with startups and brand building. The first question that I want to pose to you is: the internet startups in India are in the initial stages of banding together to take on the likes of Google and Facebook. Has the Indian startup environment matured enough for such a fight? Um, yes, uh, definitely the Indian startup has uh, matured enough. So if you really look at it, the mobile growth, uh, particularly the smartphone growth, has been significant um, in the last decade. and uh, when the market has grown um, naturally along with it the uh, service providers the app developers um, have also grown along with it so we today have an ecosystem that's uh, that's very um, active and that's very vibrant uh, with large number of consumers and large number of app developers and service providers so what is missing has been the uh, infrastructure piece um you know in some ways uh, we have also been able to kind of develop uh, expertise in terms of uh, developing uh, infrastructure for example the payment gateway uh, that we have can be seen more like an infrastructure um, kind of a play since the demonetization and um, other uh, changes you know that have actually happened uh, these uh, infrastructure kind of plays like the payment gateways have substantially um, become stronger so today i think the indian startup environment is uh, really matured enough but one thing that uh, you know we need to be cognizant of is that uh, if you are really looking at it as as a fight if you are really looking at it as as uh, getting into the market and uh, being uh, competing very effectively uh, with the likes of google and facebook then i think we need to be uh, uh, prepared well uh, so so that i think is where uh, you know we need to um, strengthen so before we go ahead and directly start uh, you know taking on the likes of google i think we need to be able to uh, be much more stronger uh, we need to build 
like-to-like um, -like capabilities. Uh, for example, uh, in the same way that um, Google has done over the years, we need to have like-to-like -like capabilities before we can actually go ahead and start uh, fighting. Right, that's very interesting. Uh, thank you, Professor Rajan. Okay, so uh, very interesting question. The point here is that Indian startup ecosystem is still very early in its, um, let's say, in its first innings. If, let's say, you know, uh, US has been playing this match over and over again, it's seen many cycles. You know, you have companies, uh, several unicorns in, you know, US, even markets like China has have evolved and raised past, you know, uh, markets like India, right? Like, so Indian startup ecosystem, just to give you one data point, there are several other data points, but say in the fourth quarter of 2019, you had $34.2 billion of venture capital alone going into the US market alone. Now, if you compare that with India, we have only $6 billion worth of VC and uh, in, in the fourth quarter of 2019, right? Like, so that is about one fifth, uh, you know, around one fifth, uh, maybe even less than that. So, which means, and that's a rec that's supposed to be a record-breaking quarter. In the first quarter of 2020, we had only $2 billion of, you know, uh, venture capital that's gone in. Now, and, and, and so you, you can see how small we are when it comes to, you know, uh, the mature, uh, you know, just venture capitalists, uh, you know, this thing. Uh, number two is from a product, uh, you know, ecosystem and maturity point of view. So, we don't have uh, the infrastructure that is required to build, you know, and uh, scale uh, nimble startups, at least not yet. Like, for example, a lot of startups are launched on Amazon Web Services. A lot of startups are launched on Google Cloud. A lot of startups are launched on Microsoft Azure. Um, India has uh, doesn't have, you know, those large infrastructure players which can help set up, you know, stuff. So there are, you know, many indicators, uh, you know, it's, it's, and everybody in the Indian startup ecosystem also knows that fact that, you know, we're not there yet. There's a ton of uh, stuff that needs to happen in and around the ecosystem for it to grow and become mature enough. Uh, do you want to take on these giants um, uh, or not is not the question. I would, um, you know, argue that we should not compete, but uh, cooperate instead of having uh, a very standoffish, uh, confrontational approach. It is best for a country like India to have um, an approach where we compete uh, when it makes sense um, on level playing, uh, you know, field, but uh, cooperate and take help from wherever, whatever quarters it comes from. Now, do we need, uh, you know, an uh, an Indian app store or an equivalent of sorts? There is obviously always a case for more competition in the market so that people can have choices and all of that. Uh, but that's always, you know, a very tricky sort of uh, challenge to take on uh, because an app store is not just an app store. It is uh, the expression of a bunch of things that has come before it, which is your hardware, Android-based phones, and, you know, a bunch of other things. India has zero, you know, strength in hardware. We have practically, you know, no manufacturing, uh, real manufacturing. We have no chip making things. So uh, at, uh, at the end, uh, you know, uh, at the sort of application layer, we have uh, hardly any, you know, uh, credible stake to that claim that we will build an app store for ourselves. Now that said, we have companies like Indus OS, which have built app stores. 
and they work with other companies like Samsung and competitors of Google and a bunch of others to you know build uh, and propagate app source and they're doing pretty well like I think from uh, the last time I heard I think Indus OS has about 100 million users right like that's a sizable population but uh, it's still not deep enough you know uh, this uh, there needs to be like you know uh, there, there needs there there needs to be players like Google and you know Amazon and all of these guys to coexist in an ecosystem like India and that's always been the promise of India as well right like when we attract venture capital when we attract a foreign investment unlike China which has always uh, been standoffish which has always said hey it's my way or the highway uh, India has been different it's been welcoming to all these uh, you know um, uh, foreign players uh, we don't need to take a confrontational approach is my you know uh, view. Thanks, Jayadevan, for that interesting uh, take on it. The next uh, question that I would like to pose to uh, Professor Rajan is, uh, Google has a near 100% dominance in the app marketplace in India. What are the implications of a foreign company having such monopolistic hold on the Indian market? I would like uh, you to approach this from more from a regulations point of view. Yeah, thank you. So when we're really looking at it uh, from a regulation perspective, um, I would kind of restrict uh, um, my response to regulation from the perspective of uh, uh, operating in the market. Uh, for example, regulation can be in terms of um, how these companies are being funded. Um, regulations can be from multiple aspects. Uh, regulation can be how uh, monies are being repatriated uh, from you know from the country and so on. But I think largely, if you're restricted from a uh, from a operations point of view, so today what actually has happened is um, the regulatory regime worldwide has become substantially strengthened because there are several uh, what is called as index cases uh, that um, that regulatory commissions has been able to handle it uh, a lot more effectively. Uh, for example, uh, if you really look at the uh, one of the most publicized cases of Microsoft uh, in Europe, right? So that's a very classic case of uh, where Microsoft is a, a US-based company, but then uh, they were being investigated uh, in Europe uh, for antitrust um, practices. The uh, the issue of um, um, you know, antitrust, uh, it's not really, it's a question of uh, whether it's a foreign company or a domestic company. Um, the issue of being a foreign company and uh, getting it to the purview of competitive um, practices is not been a challenge in today's context. Uh, simply because uh, if you really look at it, um, the onus of proving um, not being engaged in restrictive practices is all the more higher in the case of a foreign company as compared to a domestic company. Right? Because if it's a domestic company, um, you know, uh, there is um, ultimately an underlying thing that, okay, yes, the wealth is going to be, uh, you know, more or less uh, in the Indian companies, uh, in the, it is not going to leave the shores of India. And, uh, you know, generally the benefits are also going to be largely passed on to the Indian shareholders. Right? But that is not the case as far as a foreign company is concerned. And therefore, uh, you know, the foreign companies would have a lot more difficulty in proving to the regulatory agencies that they are not actually, uh, you know, engaged in uh, uh, restrictive uh, trade practices. So that actually happens. It doesn't uh, necessarily matter whether it are developing countries or developed countries. In any country, 
uh, when we are really looking at fitting a foreign company vis-a-vis -vis a domestic company, um, foreign companies will obviously uh, have uh, you know a lot more challenges. Um, you know, in terms uh, you know uh, to to establish themselves. So this challenge, I don't think uh, you know that in this particular case, uh, Google being a foreign company uh, is going to be a big challenge in terms of uh, regulation. Uh, even if you really look at the history of the um, uh, Competitive uh, Commission, so they have passed uh, you know interesting uh, uh, rule, I mean interesting rulings um, against uh, Google, and uh, you know particularly there is a case where they are showing biased searches and so on. So it's it's that has never been a, a real issue of not being able to regulate a foreign company because if that is the case, then it will uh, sincerely harm the um, regulatory framework of the country. Right? Then it would be seen as regulatory regulatory framework being weak of not being able to regulate a foreign company, which I think no government would want to be uh, in a position uh, to be seen at. So the question is, uh, are we in a position to invoke uh, these kinds of uh, practices? Uh, against a company that has such um, large dominance in the app marketplace in India. Whether it is Google or whether it is some other Indian company, it's uh, not really so much of an issue. Jereva, I would uh, like to hear from you on uh, its impact on entrepreneurship and innovation. The, so one thing we need to understand fundamentally about the Indian market is that uh, India is a very from a monetary point of view from a revenue point of view india is a small market for example and when i say small uh, so we have the numbers like we have hundreds of millions of users we have five six hundred million internet users in india more uh, smartphones in india and uh, google has you know with its android operating system it's got more than 90 percent market share you know you have several other companies which have tried uh, you know building app stores which have failed uh, so the question remains to be, why does Google work? There is an element of trust and Google's invested in that, in building up that uh, perception about it. Uh, it's uh, taken user-friendly, you know, uh, you, uh, taken a user-friendly approach. It's messaging, uh, not just messaging, its products are designed that way. It's, it's also spent a lot of time expanding the market by localizing its products, several initiatives. So, um, so from that point of view, Google has been investing in the market. Now, from an entrepreneur's point of view, uh, the concern is legitimate. Like, you know, there is a concern that, you know, are we paying too much uh, to access our own users? Like, so, for example, uh, it's not just about uh, giving a 30% cut to Google when you are uh, selling, a, you know, a service or a product through, a, the, uh, through an app on the Google App Store. It is also about s spending on advertising on Google to reach you know your customer base so you'll see uh, for example you know make my trip i mean companies like you know make my trip and clear trip and yatra and all of these guys uh, so they're in the travel industry they have to bid for the same keywords and uh, the cost of the keyword keeps going up and that creates a challenge for these companies which already operate on very thin margins uh, now uh, the same uh, applies to Bharat Matrimony and, you know, a bunch of other companies which are uh, competing in that space. The same is going to apply to fintech and all of these companies. Uh, the truth of the matter is that 
a large chunk of all the money that these companies make goes to Google and Facebook, uh, not just Google and Facebook. So uh, goes into marketing and distribution costs that usually goes to Google, Facebook and, you know, other companies which have, uh, you know, which have the users. Uh, and the second part goes to infrastructure, which is, you know, Amazon, Microsoft, Azure and all the cloud service providers. Uh, these are necessary for companies to reach and grow. I mean, to set up and grow. The challenge is that India as a market itself is poor in the sense uh, it doesn't have enough uh, uh, spending capacity uh, to charge its uh, the end user. For digital services to actually uh, take off uh, and be uh, profitable and viable, uh, one of the thumb rules that you know several companies talk about is that the uh, GDP per capita should be at the level of about $4,000, which is when digital services actually you know, start making profits and scaling well. Now, you've seen this example in markets like Indonesia, where uh, G- the GDP per capita is, um, you know, recently touched, you know, $4,000 and grown uh, quickly, where companies have also been growing profitably and faster. Now, India is still, you know, about two, two, two and a half, you know, thousand USD, right? Like, so here you have a real challenge where your potential to monetize this user is very, very low. So if you end up spending a ton of money on distribution and then again a ton of money on uh, uh, as commissions to Google and others, uh, you end up with practically nothing. So that's the challenge that entrepreneurs have been flagging. And uh, uh, I think uh, Google's been, uh, not Google, I think any company which is in it for the long term, which is, you know, which is which is able to wait, invest and wait uh, for a market like India to grow. And there is merit in waiting because, you know, India is a big market. The democratic, uh, you know, demographic dividend might pay off at some point, you know, uh, from a user point of view. So we have hundreds of millions of users and it's an open market. So competition is there. So, um, so there is merit in waiting. These companies do see merit in waiting and investing. So they have also been reasonable. I think after the you know, whole Paytm fiasco recently, Google has come back and said, hey, we'll revisit this 30% commission policy in uh, sometime next year, right? So that's that's a good thing. Uh, companies like Google also uh, do not operate like a foreign, uh, typical foreign entity. They have, you know, uh, uh, set up base in India. They have, you know, developers. They have, you know, they have a stake in the market. So which means they work with policymakers. They work with everybody. And I'm not just speaking about Google, like, there are companies like Amazon and all of that, right? Like so, uh, they are not here just for the market, but they are. They have been investing in in the market. So I would, uh, I would like to think that you know it's good to have these competitors who are always uh, who are willing to abide by local laws. Now this is where uh, we, uh, the Indian government, has to have more clarity and nuance around uh, regulations uh, and not have. In uh, most of the previous attempts have been very ham-handed at regulating these things, right? Like we don't uh, spend enough time understanding, you know, what's um, you know what's the right way to do it. Uh, we usually uh, copy regulations from the US or UK, like uh, you know, and uh, you know try to implement that here in India, and you know it doesn't work. So, uh, so if if there are more tech-savvy regulators who come into the picture you know, and uh, create a thoughtful, you know, loss, I think that will be the right way to do it. Uh, again, with a, an important caveat that, you know, um, uh, too much regulation, which is reactive in nature, like, for example, hey, today, there's been a policy change. And tomorrow, the government makes noises about, hey, I'm going to go regulate these guys. That's a problem. Because, you know, we need to provide stability when it comes to, uh, you know, regulation. So it's a it's a tricky thing to balance. You know, you can't have uh, too much of reactive uh, policymaking. And, you know, um, 
the thing because that again you know uh, doesn't um, uh, signal well for uh, you know uh, in, attracting foreign investors which is important for a country like india to grow right uh, thanks jayadevan for that take uh, the next question that i would like to pose is that large companies like google and facebook are throttling innovation using their money power by buying out potential competitors or copying products this is a uh, criticism that has always been thrown against uh, the large big tech companies uh, the response from the companies is that the bigger is the better argument saying that they can invest enough in new technologies to make a difference or prevent uh, let's say chinese companies from taking over how do you view these arguments professor raj ultimately one of the um the reason the tar of businesses is to create uh, shareholder value mm, right so um, you know and the mechanisms by which the shareholders values are created keep changes uh, as the company moves across the life cycle so for example uh, startup companies uh, create value by being innovative because being smaller companies they can be nimble and uh, you know they can act uh, you know with a lot more freedom as compared to larger companies and so on so forth but ultimately the essence is uh, uh, to create um, shareholder value so even bigger companies will have to continue to create um, shareholder value right uh, so google and facebook uh, how can they create shareholder value they can create shareholder value by Uh, you know what do you call as building barriers right uh, startups cannot actually uh, you know afford to create i mean they can still create barriers but then their bulk of their value creation is in terms of innovation they can create barriers by being uh, you know intellectual property uh, you know by creating patents and all these things but beyond that uh, there are very limited uh, tools that they can use to create barriers but bigger companies Uh, they have uh, much larger tools in their arsenal uh, to be able to create barriers and one of the tools that they use is to be able to uh, buy out competition right and uh, so this is uh, this is essentially a way of uh, you know ensuring that they are able to uh, sustain uh, in the uh, in the marketplace and then continue to exist and uh, therefore continue to create um, shareholder value so bigger is better argument uh, you know is naturally that is being given because when you have a single company that can provide a whole lot of services uh, people already talking about um, economies of scope and economies of scale that can come into picture and um, so therefore ultimately the, the end consumer would benefit so now the question is uh, you know end consumer is going to benefit when is it going to be the short term or is it going to be the long term right so that i think is uh, is, a, is a is a bigger issue so in the short term uh, you know obviously uh, uh, you know there are there are there are there are arguments which say that uh, you know the consumers will benefit uh, because as the bigger companies assimilate these innovations these innovations become more stronger the innovations become more robust and then uh, the bigger companies can use their infrastructure to make it available to a large number of people and so on so essentially access becomes uh, great uh, as compared to the innovations being with the smaller companies but the question is what happens in the long term right um, so ultimately in the long term again if you really look at it in the traditional economics right like, you know the traditional economics is that how much of this 
consumer surplus is going to be appropriated right uh, by the companies and how much will it be left with the consumers so naturally as uh, the stickiness of the services you know increases as companies are going to uh, you know make more and more offer services uh, the consumers are finding going to find it very difficult to break away and when the stickiness increases and uh, you know when it is becoming very very difficult to break away then you know that is obviously going to be an issue of you know gradually increasing so there's something called as a creeping uh, expropriation of consumer surplus you know gradually you know the, you know the billings will start rising and you know consumers uh, could actually end up paying more because uh, there is no enough competition in the market so naturally precisely for these uh, to overcome these circumstances only there are uh, you know this competitive competition commission in india and all those uh, which are um, uh, which are which are there to ensure that uh, the monopoly position is not being abused uh, by the companies so for example these competitive commissions can ensure that they don't overcharge or they can ensure that they kind of split the companies into different smaller uh, you know entities to ensure that the monopoly position is not abused or there is a way in which you can create competition when the monopoly position is threatening to the welfare of the consumers right so otherwise this is a typical you know cycle right uh, you know a company that starts small gets becomes bigger and bigger and when it becomes a dominant player it then becomes prone itself to be attacked by many of these smaller companies and then it is broken into smaller pieces and these smaller pieces over a period of time get bigger and bigger or there could be another small company in the horizon which gets bigger and bigger and so on so naturally there is going to be a very very dynamic interaction between uh, the size of the companies and the regulatory framework that is there in the countries to ensure that the competition as well as consumers are benefited yeah yeah so um uh, this is a slippery slope actually like to be nationalistic about you know uh, uh, products that are built on top of the internet right like because internet uh, was originally i mean actually it evolved as something which is global it you know and all of that so once you start being nationalistic about technology you know and the uh, products that are built on top of these technologies uh, you will end up with a very subpar kind of a you know situation uh, now if you go back and start regulating create a you know walled kind of a you know internet and not just walled internet but a very strict policy environment which and only encourages local indian innovation and uh, tries to stave off you know foreign competition i suspect we are going to end up with subpar products like which could be the result of large industrialists uh, cap- capturing policy or you know having more insights into a certain uh, level of uh, government policy making than you know uh, smaller uh, entrepreneurs and startups so you know startups need um, level playing fields and they need clarity of regulation they need uh, you know uh, and uh, and they need in fact m- most of the startups don't uh, you know succeed because of the government you know uh, they don't really uh, you know uh, they usually succeed against all of these odds so i would say you know um regulation asking for government to step in and regulate at every little uh, uh, you know uh, problem is not a good idea like you know um i would recommend it uh, you know it to be left to the market forces you know uh, 
with uh, steady but stable uh, uh, regulations um, you know at at the back and uh, thoughtful you know regulators who have you know public consultations you know all of these things need to come in and you know laws need to be made very thoughtfully with all the stakeholders involved not just you know uh, let's say the top 50 startups because the top 50 startups essentially are not really startups they've raised billions of dollars in funding they've been in existence for tens of years right like when you're talking about let's say uh, the a startup which has raised a billion dollars and a startup which is starting in a bedroom in koramangala like uh, you know so it's very different like you know so i would say you know uh, the, the these consultations these concerns etc they, they need to be more broadly you know structured and the regulations need to be thought through in a better way i would say that uh, uh, is a valid argument that it uh, uh, sort of has gone into the territory of my next question as well uh, which is about uh, the antitrust action against google uh, the department of justice in the us is gearing up for antitrust action against google uh, what do you think is the best play for the indian government in such a scenario is it stricter regulation or is it better to leave to the markets and hope an indian giant develops uh, to take on the silicon valley giants okay so i find in your question a very uh, uh, important uh, operative word uh, so which is uh, hope Uh, so we cannot uh, you know hope it to happen there has to be a conscious uh, strategy uh, you know that has to be put in place right um, so we are looking at uh, you know this let's say look, looking at a technology sector so in a technology sector so far um, in the indian context or even if you look at it internationally the role of the governments has been very less when the governments actually have played a role in terms of let's say giving um, you know technology grants and you know all of these things but in terms of you know such larger companies the role of the government um, you know has been uh, very less particularly in the um, uh, silicon valley so the same cannot be uh, you know practiced let's say for example in a you know country like india so we could probably take uh, example to maybe uh, what um, the governments in china does so what governments uh, in china i am you know we kind of looked at it and has been documented in multiple places is that um, uh, some specific technologies are chosen and companies that are develop this technology are chosen and then there is you know unwavering support uh, from the government and uh, the government does it from multiple ways in terms of giving favorable access to market to the uh, local um, to the to the domestic uh, you know startup and uh, thus giving them an opportunity to grow thus giving them an opportunity to uh, stabilize their offerings and once the company is ready then you know they are able to take on right uh, they are able to take on so that means there is a conscious um, strategy there is a conscious strategy to be able to develop um, to be able to develop a giant that can compete with the global leaders so today we are also looking at these kinds of long drawn out strategies in other areas as well for example uh, the most common that we see is winning gold in the olympic games right um now people are trying to put a program in place so that we just don't hope that you know athletic an athlete or a sports person will win a gold but then we ensure that we are able to work towards that in a very planned manner so that the results are there in a uh, in a in a time frame that we have chosen uh, you know to see those results 
I think that is, I think, a good way. See, for example, one way is, uh, you know, to be able to take up cudgels uh, against Google and join the governmental forces and join this antitrust action and all of these things. But as we all know, many of these antitrust actions, um, you know, can actually, even though they may not be long drawn in today's context, it involves significant um, legal expenses, right? Um, uh, so, so we could kind of, you know, go ahead, you know, with that kind of an approach. Uh, or the second approach is, uh, you know, leave the lawsuits to be you know fought out by the companies and the other governments while at the same time um, have a conscious uh, you know strategy of trying to kind of you know put in place uh, a program that can result in development of companies that can take on the global leaders for example today i think that's not easy uh, so we cannot compete uh, with what google it is today because uh, you know to be effectively with the Google, then uh, you know uh, it may take for us, let's say, five years. Uh, you know, I'm looking at a very broad estimate, right? So, in five years, Google would have moved away from what they are today, right? So, to be able to compete with Google, we will have to be there where Google is going to be five years from now. So, that is the place to compete. Now, if that is the place to compete, so that requires significant, uh, you know, um, you know, time to plan, significant time to execute our strategies, and um, so definitely, it's not a question of this or that, right? So that this is a question of doing both. Um, it's a question of ensuring that um, a dominant market positions are not abused, and then you know, if there are any antitrust actions that are globally there, you know, join those, right? You know, join those, or at least you know. Uh, provide overt support uh, to some of this to ensure that um, uh, dominant positions are not misused and at the same time create a long drawn out program to ensure that we are able to create giants because you know the one is a short-term lookout and the other is a long-term antitrust is a short-term outlook and looking at preparing an indian giant takes a long-term outlook we should do both So uh, again, you know, it is going to take a lot of investment for Indian giants to actually be able to build, uh, you know, app stores and you know infrastructure services and all of these things. And uh, we are going to rely on foreign investment to grow this, right? Like it's either capital from China or capital from the US. Uh, Indian capital itself is uh, not, uh, you know, evolved enough uh, to be able to funnel uh, fund these innovations or you know these very intense uh, capital burning kind of businesses so uh, i would say you know it's a, a very tricky balancing act where you have to uh, on one side balance uh, the investments that these uh, larger companies are making but also at the uh, on the other side you have to think a little bit uh, on uh, the side of the indian companies now uh, truth of the matter is uh, a lot of these indian companies are also funded by you know these um, you know like let's say chinese companies or, or you know chinese investors or you know us companies or us investors so uh, it's not as easy as calling uh, saying i'm an indian company and i want uh, you know uh, regulations for india so it's 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 a little uh, it's a lot more nuanced than that uh, when it comes to antitrust and uh, you know uh, competition laws i think what we need to look at is um is is it is it really a monopoly like for example you know the argument uh, which amazon likes to put forward is that it's not a monopoly right like you know it's and which is which has merit like you know it it will say 
hey we might be big in e-commerce but look at retail which is like you know a huge market like you know 1 trillion dollars in india and we are just like a sliver of that not even like you know just about 1% or so right like you know uh, so that argument stands like you know um, and uh, uh, so it's similarly you know you have you know uh, the app store argument right like so google uh, has always uh, said uh, we are a platform and we're not exactly and and the platform uh, tries to be neutral uh, and uh, uh, so for example you know uh, the uh, the app store will uh, say hey uh, we have the app store policies and the app store policies are uh, you know neutral uh, and we adhere to the laws of the land so these are you know uh, the you know uh, ground rules that you know google will argue on and someone like you know uh, let's say um, so, so someone like uh, the government can only step in when there are existing laws which are thought through and this will take a while like you know to evolve and sort of you know uh, sort of be set in place uh, i think even the us uh, antitrust uh, trust investigations take a long time um, there there are calls to sort of break up you know large tech companies but uh, i don't think that those those will those have you know happened uh, in the la- past many years i think the last time something like that happened was when microsoft you know was uh, uh, you know uh, was questioned about you know its dominance in internet explorer and now if you look at the way things have evolved you have several options like you have microsoft uh, you know internet explorer you have chrome and you have bunch of other things right so i think if you uh, yeah so uh, regulations i think you know it's it's always nice to have light touch regulation but steady and stable regulation not you know reactive uh, you know regulations oh we will have to wind up at this point but that was an enlightening discussion uh, thank you prasatile rajan and uh, thank you jaydevan for this enlightening discussion i hope our uh, readers and listeners have a great time with it thank you once again